Weekly Signals, time out. An audio diary of incredible importance broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the campus of the ubiquitous University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And that's Mahler out there. Mahler. He's a good boy. He is such a good boy. I told you last week. I see now. Go, Mahler. That he's just reaching out. Well, he's doing his sled dog thing now. You know, he used, oh, to, he, be a, he used to be a sled dog. He is in training? He was a sled dog. Wow, he was, yeah, I'm getting busy kind of getting back. Yeah, into... he was a sled dog out in the desert, though. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it really kind of wore him out. You know, most dogs who are sled dogs yeah. are sled dogs up in the Arctic. They tend and, to be in the colder yeah, climbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's cooler there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's easier to run a hundred miles. <laughs> it is, but in the desert, when it's one hundred and five, yeah, it's not quite as easy. Poor Mahler was dragging this sled through the sand, <laughs> and it didn't work. No. It was it was a Joshua Tree sled dog. Well, I just I think he's great for for even trying. Good boy, yeah. good boy. Yeah. So, but he, but he did he did hold down a job for a while in, in the desert. Yeah, yeah, he was he was uh, transporting. I think. Uh, Bullets. Bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Boxes of bullets. And and business was brisk. Yeah. Uh, out there in the desert. Yeah. Little yeah. streamlined trailers that are <laughs> parked out in the outback oh, of the desert. Oh my god. So people could shoot squirrels and and uh, and their beer cans. Or oh whatever, my god. Whatever it was. I got a story to tell you after. Yeah. What? I was out in the desert yesterday. Really? Yeah. Which desert. I was out in Lancaster Palmdale. Yeah. For a good part of the day, uh-huh. and a part of my job is. Is, oh, um, yeah? Yeah. And we were What's going... your 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 job? Is I'm working, working with the, the... City of Los Angeles yeah, it, in the PR of public works. Yeah, I'm a public information officer, and, yeah. and we have these things called nuisance abatement teams, and they go out and they will, will code enforcements of unpermitted buildings, structures, things that uh-huh. are going on. Well, this is Palmdale, Lancaster, so you, yeah. I think you got the picture, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, there's things out there that, oh my. that shouldn't even be standing. No, and there are yeah. there are things and there are people that are are hoarding and stuff, and I mean, it is really, it is a slice. Well, survivalist stuff? No, no, just people. Just people with hoarding? no hoarding and no money, but they've got like reams of tires and oh, washing machines and yeah. cars and stuff just, just in case just kind of piling up people living on other people's property that they put a mobile home on yeah. that they they don't own they just yeah. put them they park the mobile home there they don't own the property they own the home they own the motor home yeah, or yeah. mobile home yeah and have no money nothing this is just a, they found a, a stretch of land that they could put this thing on and yeah. we're we're out there to tell them you can't do that and these are people with no resources, no money, nothing. I mean, it's it's like it's. Did you feel a little bit bad doing no, that? No, it's, it's, this is the what I'm saying. The, the struggle is, on one hand, you can't do that. You just can't put up structures, and you can't do these things. It's their violation of law. On the other hand, no, but you can do it. Well, you, you're, not, you're not allowed to do it. Yes, by, okay. By by the government. And and to our credit, to the credit of the department, they make every effort to get these people either to a, a shelter situation or to get them somewhere where they can get some help. But the sad fact is that many places people are you know, not very. Well, what exactly is the city afraid of? I mean, it's, what is it's the, actually the the county. The county. Yeah. What is the county? What are the implications? Well, maybe the property owners have driven by their property and saw some a structure that they. But if they hadn't, say they were just out there. Well, because there are oftentimes there are sewage issues and uh, there are health, real genuine health concerns. Plus, some of these people, um, oftentimes when these properties have 
illegal activity. I mean, true, you know, like meth lab type of stuff uh-huh. going on and and uh, just general stuff that it's unhealthy and it's... So uh, he's living out there like probable cause? No, I wouldn't okay. go that quite that far, but it's just, this was just one slice of one day in the life of these people who do this, of uh, these code enforcement people. And by the way, by the time you get to these guys who uh-huh. go out on their property... People have already been out there to, to say, they've talked to them. Hey, look, you've got to clean this up. 60 days later, they come back. Hey, you're not doing it. you got to, you know, it, it's a process. By the time this team gets out there, yeah, it's been a long time. What and do you do? They basically, well, they don't, it's not like they drag them off the property or anything. What they do is they, they will make a, one more attempt to say, you know, if you don't make some progress on this, the you're going to lose, either you lose the property, you're going to start some something it kicks into a whole nother level of enforcement, but it's 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 a necessary step. And I'm oh, just saying. So you're out in the desert, yeah, 104, oh, well, 104 yeah, degrees. That's, that's probably. And I you're hate speaking to say of Mahler, it, yeah. that Mahler was probably yeah. uh, dragging he, some bullets back and forth to these people. That's what I was getting to. Mahler may I may have seen Mahler in the distance because I did see some dog sledding going um, across uh, across the uh, you know so I I know that Mahler also dragged a porta potty around too oh, that, that w- might have helped with the sanitation there was there were two on this piece of property two porta potties there were two well that's good and these people are if kind they had of been taking empty their... once in a while yeah that would have been a good thing but they hadn't been apparently not so, so they were over. It was just they were just port, there port-a-potties? I think they, who knows how long they had been there they yeah. were just there now did these people have work. At all, one one gentleman. I don't want to say too much. I don't, you know, for fear of uh, violating anyone's privacy. Uh, he was he was unable to read write, um, yeah. and was so his fear was being given a, a notification that he had to, to leave, vacate the property, yeah, and and maybe even be in court for other things. He couldn't know. He couldn't figure out. He couldn't read it. Yeah, and he and I mean, believe me, when you talk about people that are. You know, when, when they say people who live in Los Angeles live here because they want to, yeah. people live out there, a lot of them are there because they don't want anybody to know where they are anymore. Yeah. I'm not saying that about everyone who lives in that area, but it's a lot of people are just trying to get as far away from civilization and still be in civilization as they possibly can. So they're not gainfully employed, no. is what you're saying. No. And this, what we're coming upon the Labor Day holiday. Yes. Are, are they're they're not likely to celebrate? Celebrate. It. In fact, all the people that are coming out there to to goof off on the Labor Day holiday, they almost look as a uh, you know a curse, the curse of Labor Day. Yeah, the curse of Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. Actually, in, in that regard, uh, the big contractors, the big defense contractors, are out there: Boeing, Grumman, all that, and they're they're scaling back. And the that part of the world is just been... so. The, yeah, the people out there might actually be moving out to the desert. They may you be know, moving for, further out, further to, the out desert, yeah. to the desert. So there you go. But yeah, Labor yeah. Day is upon us. Yeah, Labor <laughs> Day. That it's it's a hundred years. I think Labor Day's been around. Yeah, it started in the city of New York, but it was just kind of a municipal thing. Mm-hmm. And there's some sort of controversy about who came up with it, as there is with everything. Mm-hmm. These got, uh, but apparently the labor unions. It was which man in the labor unions was responsible, and there's. They're angry at each other, as labor unions usually are. <laughs> as we know. Yeah. As about, I know. About who exactly uh, pulled this off. It's funny, though, that uh, I, I, I think it was Oregon. Yeah, Oregon is the first state to actually uh, declare a Labor Day. Okay. Even though New York City was the first to kind of unofficially celebrate the Labor Day. 
right? You know, it's it's kind of interesting. Then then everybody followed suit, and before long, a national holiday came about to celebrate the uh, labor in this country. Right. Well, I mean, what do you think? I, you know, I, I have a hard time even, uh, uh, you know, the first Monday of September, yeah. getting a, people these days to think about what labor meant back when this was established. I mean, labor was labor. There's not a lot of people who labor these days, at least not that I'm in contact with. Right. I mean, the, right. The, I, the most labor I see are, is usually done by somebody mowing the labor neighbor's yard. Yeah. Physical or, labor. Or crawling yeah. up a tree to trim it. Right. Physical labor. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of mental labor. I don't call, I don't think, <laughs> there's there's not a labor movement here on campus, really, mm-hmm. uh, other than the, the people that provide services here. Yeah, that's true. You don't see, you know, people with tenure forming unions. Right. No, and, and the, the, what you're saying is the whole I think what you're part of I, what I take away from this is that the uh, we don't understand what how why we celebrate Labor Day other than uh-huh. it's a, a three day holiday we get hey let's buy a mattress and go to the desert there you go yeah. let's buy a mattress and go to the desert uh, if you asked most people what Labor Day is about yeah. they, they would just say it's they it's a day off they might have a general understanding that it's one day of the of the year in which somehow some way. American workers are are given some due for uh-huh. what they've done, but the fact is, at the time this was it's inst- a national tribute to the contributions worker have made to the strength, prosperity, and well being of our country. As if you know the workers are over there <laughs> contributing, yeah. and the rest of us get to watch them. Well, and and to your point, most of us don't know people who actually do physical labor. Most of yeah. the people within the sound of my voice right now don't have any idea. Don't uh, don't know somebody who works in a mine. Yeah. Don't know people who work generally work in in farming. Yeah. Um. Or in a factory that makes yeah. something. You know, a car auto manufacturer. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know many people, if any. Trader and, Joe's. We know people who work at uh, Trader, yeah, Trader Joe's. There's, there's, there's was, some labor for it's you. It's hard work. Yeah. But I mean, not really. It's really, it's, it's really shifted as yeah. to what it meant when when the Labor Day was formed. These well, these were people that truly needed representation because yeah. they were like the guy out in the desert, right? Being kind of uh, at a disadvantage. I don't know anybody that's sewing clothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's labor. Yeah. That's intense labor. To me, like I said, I know some word processors, <laughs> coal miners, yeah. um, you know, silver. Mine. How about these guys in Chile? The 33 guys who are down in a, in a mine yeah. that they can't get to, probably won't be able to get to for about three months. Uh-huh. You want to talk about people understand well, I, what labor yeah. is. Yeah. Try talking to those guys. I believe their uh, their superiors, their management mm. management is is claiming that that's a vacation. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. okay. Come I thought no. I thought <laughs> you know what? I I wouldn't be. You bought off on I that. I did. I I totally. But the point is, the point is that at the time that Labor Day came into existence, women and uh-huh. children. I mean, I'm sorry, children, underage uh, people were working in factories. Yeah. And it was considered normal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was overtime was was a socialist plot. Over uh, what? So overtime. Overtime being paid yeah, more you. for mo- uh-huh. working more than a, a forty-hour work week, or a forty-hour work week for that matter. Uh, conditions 
that were safe. Yeah, the only with, people that deserve to be organized are is management. Otherwise, yeah, you, you, yeah. the workers can't be organized. Yeah, that, all those, that all the socialism. things. And, and this is some. This is sort of a commercial for 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 labor in the sense that this is what they always talk about. These were things that were hard fought. People died. Uh, not only were there uh, accidents in fa- in factories where people were killed. There's the famous one in New York where uh, all the garment workers burned it because they uh, they yeah. couldn't get out. Yeah. And that became a big deal, and of course, then that's the beginning of OSHA and and work work uh, place uh, safety. But like I said, children worked. Children worked for virtually nothing. Uh, people worked all the time. F- a five day work week was unheard of. Forty hour five day work was not, was unheard of yeah. at that time. So uh, there are a lot of things that people take for granted, and they came at a price. People yeah. died because of it. However, yes, I would say. That at a particular point in time, yes, within the labor mu- movement, mm-hmm. uh, their power corrupted them, mm-hmm. and and the greed of those in power in the unions became equal to the greed of those in power in management. Right, uh, and I, I think that the workforce in this country was helped by labor. By by unionizing, but it also was hurt by unionizing in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had experiences with uh, the, the United Auto Worker right. that were uh, United Auto Workers, <laughs> where I would say uh, the workers completely took advantage of everything. Uh-huh. They they wouldn't even uh, want to work. They would at the place I work, which was at General Motors in Van Nuys. Yeah, yeah. They would they would find a place in the in the parts uh, area. Because that's uh, I, I, see, I, I recall that's where you work. Yeah, in, parts, in yeah. GM parts. Yeah, they would find places literally to hide in the boxes of fenders. Oh my goodness! And they would and they would go there for you know they'd work the first four hours yeah. barely enough to to qualify as work. And then the second four hours of their shift, they would they would either sleep in these boxes or have play games, you know, play card games. Excuse me. It was it was a really a competition to see how little you could work. And and, and, and what what did it get them? It yeah. ended up getting them a, a fat, lazy company. Yeah, a fat, it, lazy company. I you know I'm not going to say that General Motors. Uh, the downfall was brought on by the union, but it certainly didn't help. Yeah, that that the uh, the management of General Motors was put into the position of paying people uh, that weren't doing a job. I want to go back to the seventies, and I I don't know if that's the time you were working there, but the I remember when they started bringing union bosses, the 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 presidents of these big uh-huh. the United uh, Auto Workers and such, onto the board of directors of these big companies because that seemed to parallel the time when things really took a dive yeah. where all of the stuff that I think you're talking about seemed to really become more normal. Yeah. And I think that it became a very cozy relationship where it, 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 it was, it was before adversarial, not necessarily contentious, but adversarial. And at that point it became a, a club yeah. that all these union guys wanted to get into. And, and you know, I'm not saying that every single union was this way. Right. It wasn't. There was there's some good union and good union people out there. Right. But it, the union gradually became corrupted to the point that I think the uh, the quintessential union moment, as far as that goes, is was the uh, the strike of the food workers here in California. Mm. Was that about five years yeah. ago? 
Yeah, that's about where, right. Six years. Yeah. Literally, the the union was negotiating down. Yeah. They they weren't asking for more. They were being shut out of the talks. Yeah. And and they were forced to create a pay scale there where the the people who had worked there for years were were not going to collect their pensions. Yeah. The people, the new hires were going to be uh, a different category right. of worker that wouldn't get any benefits. Right. And, you know, I understand that uh, the food service industry has changed, but the union at that point was doing them no good. Right. There was there was no negotiation there except, you know, how low can we go? And the, and the deals that were cut there, too, uh, uh, profited the people in power in the union. Right. And you're absolutely, uh, my recollection is, they, they were the... Big grocery companies like the Albertsons and the Ralphs and whoever all the players were. There were four, yeah. four or five. There's really only three or four big grocery players in Southern California. They essentially had a slush fund. They said, "We're going to just wait this out. We will go as long as it takes to break these unions." And yeah. and and it, it, it is a and testament. They and they did. And uh, they were able to, as you said, this dual. And if you go into an album, but, but at the same time, the unions were not <laughs> really. Uh, negotiating. They no, didn't throw no, it into... You're right. When we're talking about the early labor movements, we're talking about um, confrontations. Yeah. Rocks being thrown through windows. Yeah. People, uh, you know, really getting upset about the, the situations they were in, yeah. and rightly so. Yeah. Uh, the strike that went on regarding the, uh, the uh, food service uh, was nowhere near that. And you didn't really learn about the worker. You didn't really learn during that strike about right. what was going on. Right. You just heard vague terms about uh, pay scales, and, and people were more upset that they weren't able to shop at their grocery store than about the treatment of the people who were working at these stores. Well, and actually, there were two, there was another factor, and that was people were able to go to alternatives. They were able to go to Stater Brothers, who yeah. had negotiated a union, a, a better union agreement, and they were also able to go to Trader Joe's. Those so, were those yeah. those seemed to be the safety yeah, valves, yeah. you know, yeah. that that allowed because generally speaking, the public didn't seem to either care or weren't supportive of the people who were who were on strike, and I think that de- definitely hurt the, yeah. the, this thing. But you're right. I mean, the unions have gotten to a point, especially the leadership has gotten to a point where they either lack the wherewithal or the political savvy or the negotiating skills to really deal with this. In the meantime, companies know these things are coming and they're able to sort of throw together a a concerted effort because every time there was a negotiation, these guys from the grocers would come out and say, hey, this is we're we're acting in good faith. Our our agreement is well above the norm or some they'd come up with some way of sort of spinning it. Hey, we're doing these people a favor. And the unions would come out with the same kind of tired rhetoric about, you know, you know, united we stand, divided we fall kind of stuff. Yeah. And really weren't able to answer and respond to, to what these guys were doing. And they lost in the court of public opinion. And eventually they just ran out of steam. They didn't have the resources to continue this strike yeah. any longer. Uh, and these companies, as I said, were willing to lose 100. I read one point. They were lose, willing to lose $100 million. Yeah. In order to make sure that this happened, but it's a combination of things, and I, yeah, it's I, a combination too of of the technologies, because uh, at one point in time, being a, uh, a a checker in a grocery store was a great job for people. That's another, point. and unfortunately, the technologies just washed right by them. Yeah, and 
they were out of a job. Huh? Uh, now, part of that, uh, where does the blame go into that? Huh. Uh, do, do you blame the, the, the uh, supermarkets for taking on the technology? Do you blame the worker for not reacting to something they knew was coming down the pike? Do you blame the unions for not going after the companies so they could retrain the people that were holding these jobs to take on something uh, that was more skilled that would last longer? It's, it's a complex thing. It uh, is. The other thing that really drives me a little bit nuts about this is we're, we gauge it all. We gauge our opinion of the unions based on what's going on in this country. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things going on in other countries where unions are very necessary. They're at a point where we were at maybe 100 years ago as far as organizing Mm -hmm. and and getting uh, some sort of representation with management. And we tend to lump them in with what's going on in this country and and, and not throwing our support to that kind of labor. Yeah. And you're absolutely uh, to uh, people in, let's say, India, China, the developing world. These are people that do die every day because they're uh, or union organizers or labor leaders. They die. They're killed because of that. And because the conditions uh, that these people work under are beyond inhuman. So uh, there is a definite necessity, and and you know I, the argument may be that in some ways we may have outgrown the unions. Uh, um, I don't I don't feel that way about a lot of. I don't feel that way, but I think we have to transform them. Yeah. I think we're at a point in time where we have where where unions have to look and not go back to a model that's eighty years old and yeah. try and figure out what it is that meshes with the technology and the management of the 21st century that will that they can maintain a standard of living for their employees that that isn't you know a Walmart standard of living where where they're forcing their employees to take advantage of state benefits in order to keep afloat that's 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 the really sad part it about is. about <laughs> management and labor right now yeah where where you create this environment where people are being hired they can't uh, to jobs where they have to work a full eight-hour day, where they literally literally can't even support themselves, right. and then have to apply for for state benefits, and then get shouted down for doing that because it's some sort of form of socialism. Right. And it, the very people who are promoting that very form of socialism are part of those the group that's that's talking down the socialism. Yeah, it's, yeah, and, and then the other part of it is is they're working in jobs that essentially force them to go to Walmart's kind yeah. of stores yeah. and it's the only thing they can afford. So it becomes kind of a vicious cycle yeah. for them. Um, the chances that you're going to get a, it's a pr- company store, it's a company, it's becoming the America's company store Yeah, because it is the h- largest employer in, in the country. Walmart is. And, um, and so there's this huge pool of people uh-huh. who can only afford to sh- a shop in Walmart. Yeah. Who work at Walmart? I mean, that's a huge six hundred rolls of toilet paper at a great price. Mm. Yeah, that's another thing. That's another whole (laughs) show. So, what are you doing this Labor Day? Um, I am going to be doing what I usually do on the weekends, enjoying it. I I live and work in an amazingly beautiful area, and I feel that. um, So, I'm just going to hang out. I guess that's the 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 trite way. So, you're not going to work. I'm not good. Well, no, you're not going to work. All right, how about you? Uh, Same thing. I'm not going to work. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how to uh, to express. It's kind of tough because in Labor Day, unless you're part of this union, there's no real recognition that goes out there as far as what labor means. Yeah. 
there'll be a five minute segment on the evening news, you know. Yeah, it'll and, be glossy and yeah, you know, uh, you know, I know. And, and uh, it would be nice to really, uh, at least, to truly celebrate people who are working hard for us in jobs that get underappreciated. Yeah, and, and one one last thing for me, uh, and that is that I wish that there was more recognition, as you, you touched on, more recognition of the value of, of organized labor around the world. Yeah. Because organized labor around the world benefits organized labor here and yeah. us as working people. The more people are paid to do what a fair wage around the world means that there's more pressure on employers here to pay us a fair wage. Yeah. It helps all of us if the world is be, uh, the people of the world are being paired, paid fairly. And there's not a recognition of that. And I think yeah. it's deliberate to keep us an us and them and situation. It keeps, it keeps the economy in perspective, it, too. Yes. You may pay more for your Macintosh. Right. You may pay more for your pairs of socks, you right. know. Right. But that's the true value of the, of the uh, pair of socks. Yes. Otherwise, you're paying a slave to make your socks, and I don't think anybody wants to do that. And and then the, the last, last, if you were talking about world security, people who are not making enough money, who can't feed their families, tend to get angry. Yeah. And when they get angry, they pick up weapons and they shoot people, and they get real mad at the people who think are causing that. Uh-huh. And it to me, these are all related. Yeah. And and, uh, and I don't blame them for being mad. I don't blame the tea partiers for being mad either. All right. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I don't blame them for being mad. All right. But I just You blame them for being ignorant. Were, yeah, but I blame them for being ignorant. <laughs> Happy Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs>